does it cost you more to have multiple plan options for your medical plan for your employees? Two, three, four, sometimes five different medical plans. I've seen this. Hey everybody, John Millen here, Benefit Hacker with Millen Group. This is going to be a very short podcast. Um, This came up on a call yesterday. I want to bring it to your attention. I think it's uh, either people don't realize it, maybe you don't care, maybe I don't know why. So when you offer multiple plan options, medical plan options, right? So you have, let's say, a silver, a gold, a platinum, and a, I don't know, super platinum plan, and then a super, super platinum plan. You have five plans, and you're like, we do this for choice, employee choice, because, you know, over time, things have changed, and essentially the plans have gotten more expensive over time, so we put a cheaper option in, and then we put a cheaper option in, and then we put a cheaper option in, and and so we base our contributions sometimes on the base plan, which is, there's a whole set of things we could talk about on that. Um, and that's something I look at when I do cost modeling to see where the distribution is, because it tells a lot. Um, but when you offer more than one plan option for on a fully insured basis, so this does not apply if you have, um, it doesn't apply directly if you have partial self-funded plans. Um, or even level funded plans, or even full self-insurance plans, which most of you do not have full self-insurance plans. That means you have no stop-loss insurance, you have no ag insurance, you have no reinsurance. You're paying everything from claims. These are the larger companies, like Walmart does that, right? They don't need insurance. They have enough cash coming in from premiums that they can pay whatever whatever comes out um, for claims. So they don't need stop-loss insurance. They don't need reinsurance. Most of you are not in that camp. Partially self-insured, uh, level funded, um, RVP, those do not apply to this. This is for fully insured where the carrier is, is giving you your rates based on whether you're a small group. Typically, it's going to be in the mid to larger group size, so you're not going to see an issue either on small group plans. So you have less than 50 employees. You should know whether you're in the small group market. Be aware, though, it's not the number of employees on your medical plan that determines what category you're in. You could have 30 people on your medical plan, have 65 benefit eligible employees, and you are not in the small group plan for most states. Now, there may be some exceptions like California, New York, but most states, um, you're in the middle market. You're not rated the same way if you have, let's say, 40 eligible employees, benefit eligible, and you have 30 on your plan, you are on the small group market. So just a little background. When you have more two or more plans, most of the time in that mid to large fully insured market space, there is a load that you're paying to have that option. It's two to three percent average. Now you're like, no big deal. What's two uh, percent? Who cares? It's not a big deal in one year. It is a big deal in ten years. The compounded effect of two to three percent added to your medical costs that go up every year, anywhere from eight to 20%, and you're adding another two to 3%, it's compounding on itself. So two to 3% today is different than two to 3% 10 years from now, right? Because your base is larger. Your base is much larger 10 years from now. So a 2% increase on your base 10 years from now will probably be more like a 4% increase because of the base being bigger. So it is a big deal over time, and I've actually laid this out on one of our clients when they didn't realize this. I showed them, it was a, I think it was $180,000 um, 
extra costs they were paying over 10 years. 180,000. Now, yes, it's 10 years, but it's still money you're you're giving away when you don't need to. So, what do you do? One, you ask and you find out. And you may need to dig on this one. This is not like, oh, it's in big bold letters in your renewal packet. By the way, we're charging you extra for those three plans. Like you need to dig. This will not be easy to find for the most part. Um, so do not be surprised when you ask this question. Um, I hope your broker or agent understands this. If they don't understand this, that is a bad sign. Like that's not a good sign of an agent to not even know that this is happening. Do, do you agree? I mean, it's like talking to your physician and getting your blood work and then you go in and you go, hey, my A1C is 9.2. And they're like, yeah, you know, I don't really know what A1C is. I need to look into that. Like that's a bad sign. <laughs> so I would suggest if that is happening, you might want to get some second opinions. You might want to talk to someone like, I don't know, Millen Group and just have a chat about some stuff because that's probably not the only thing they're not familiar with. In today's world, you need to be up on this stuff. If you're in health and benefits and you're doing benefit plans and that agent, I'm, I'm going off into a tangent here, but if that agent is dabbling and you're their only client and then they do financial planning on the side or their PNC, I don't know. I, I, I think today's world is different. That You could get away with that 10 years ago. You can't get away with that anymore. So, you're paying a load, 2 to 3%. You first got to find out, am I in the category that that is designed for? Yes or no? Okay, great. Yes, I'm in the mid to large group for fully insured. Okay, yep. And you find out, oh my gosh, there is a load on there. And um, there's a couple things you can do. One, acknowledge it and don't worry about it. You're like, you know, we really need to have three plans. There may be a really good reason why you have two, three, four. I don't think five plans, there's a good reason. I don't think four plans. I think two or three, you can sometimes make an argument why it makes sense. I think any more than three, there's another root cause issue you're trying to cover up. You're trying to address something else with the fourth plan. There's something else going on in your in your design that strategically is off track. So that to, that to me is a warning sign. And when you get to five plans, that's definitely a warning. Like, why do you have five plans? And then you hear the story. And then you can start to diagnose because it's easy for the average broker just to pack on another plan. Just add another plan. Just add another plan. Just add another plan. What do they care? It's not their money. Right? It's not their 2 to 3%. They're just doing what you say. They're just an order taker. But you need someone to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like if a client came to me and said, hey, we got two plans now. I want to have five. I'd be like, what, whoa, time out. Why? What is possibly going on that you would need that? So back on my load. So you may acknowledge, one, the, the options are one, acknowledge it. I'm fine with that. There's a good reason. What this does for this client when this came up, this was two two years ago when we started working with them, two, three years ago. I did the math and I calculated, I said, it's $180,000 extra you're going to spend in 10 years. Is that worth it? And it caused a conversation about why do they have this many plans? What is the rationale? How did you get here? And that is the key. That is the goal. And this group, 
you know, you may be, it may be half a million dollars you're overpaying based on your size. I'm just saying you, you, there is a way to figure it out. If you need some help, let me know. I'll, I can figure it out pretty, pretty easily. But, but you got to compound it. You can't just do a straight 2% times my spend times 10. Like it doesn't work that way because your spend goes up every year. So you got to re recalculate it along the way. So I'll help you with that if you need it. Um, so it caused a conversation and for them to stop and go, why are we doing that? And this is fascinating when you get senior leadership or even non-senior leadership. Sometimes the you know office manager, the payroll administrator, maybe it's the operations manager that's involved temporarily in the process, whoever. Like, what? yeah, why are we doing that? And that is the golden piece of this. You realize it, you acknowledge it, and you go, okay, I know we're going to be spending more for this option. But what it did for this particular client, this company, which was a nonprofit, they go, oh, like, wow, no one has ever shared that with us. I'm like, well, yeah, the insurance companies aren't going to share it with you. They make more money as your costs go up. And by the way, your broker makes more money as your costs go up. Most of them, unless they're on a consulting fee agreement, or they have a fixed PEPM, but still, even if it's a fixed PEPM, their agency is getting bonuses when they get a million, $10 million of premium from the carrier. So everyone's making more money when your costs go up. So you need to stop and go, wait a minute, why does this make sense? With that being said, I'm almost done here with my call. With that being said, I suggest that you ask the question, what if, imagine, imagine what it would be like if we had one amazing plan, like a killer plan that is, is maybe even better than anything you have now, but you have one plan and it was simple. And it wasn't a lot of confusion for employees of which plan to pick. And the rates were the same or lower than most of the plans. I know it sounds like too good to be true, but this is in reality what you can do when you take a strategic look at your plan. And this is what we've done multiple times. I'm not suggesting that you have to always have one plan. Do not mishear me. But when you ask the question, like, I don't know why we have, I mean, probably because the cost went up and we need a lower cost option, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, then you base your contribution on the lowest cost and everyone pays up and then you do the math. You're like, so someone on your family plan is spending 40% of their annual income on your healthcare because they don't want the base plan. They need a good plan, a good coverage. <laughs> wow. And so what if we could, and then you have that conversation and like, let's look at it. And that's what we did. So not only do we make the plan simple, we made it amazing coverage. We also eliminated that two to three percent. So saved of 180 grand over 10 years. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I know it's not the sexiest thing to talk about, but it causes a conversation about why. And just be aware, I've been in lots of meetings in 20 years doing benefits. I don't know everything. I certainly don't know everything, um, but I've heard it. I've heard so many reactions from brokers and agents and agencies and whoever consultants, whatever they are, that's managing your benefits. Um, do not be surprised 
if there's some confusion from them. They're not understanding. They don't get the pieces. They don't haven't connected the dots. They don't know the strategic reason. What I hear a lot is, oh, you definitely don't want to have one plan because your people are so different. And that's a valid question, but it is not the reason to spend $180,000 more if you haven't dug into it and said, well, what if we everyone had an amazing plan? Like who doesn't want a really good plan? If the cost is really good and the coverage is really good, who doesn't want a good plan? Like you don't purposely want a shitty plan unless the cost is really low and you never use it. Guess what? How do you, how do you forecast a broken ankle or a motorcycle accident? Oh, my employees are in their 20s. Great. Do they ever get into an accident? You break your ankle, you're maxing your medical plan out. So you better be familiar with what that looks like. Hope that helps. Millingroup.com. Let me know if I can help. Have a great day.